Hey Lakers, welcome to episode 3 of Through Our Eyes, a podcast by Vanessa Yala and Sam Hernandez. I'm Sam. And I'm Vanessa. And last week we talked about Zoom University and we had a segment called Ask Sam and Vanessa. For this week, Vanessa and I came up with the question, Hello, this is Sam from the future. And as I'm editing this, I just wanted to come in and say really quick that this week's topic was a collaborative idea with me, Vanessa, and our boss, Emily. So shout out to you, Emily, before you come at us. We appreciate you. Have you ever felt like the odds have been stacked against you? Have you, Vanessa? Yes, I have. So have I. So we're (laughs) going to be sharing those stories with you guys today and also kind of like our journey going through it as well as how we came out of it or are currently coming out of it. Um, Yeah. Before we get started, we do want to put a disclaimer out there um, because the topics that we are going to be talking about are a little bit more sensitive and could cause some triggers for some people. So just to add that in. So for anyone listening, just to keep an open mind because everyone's journeys are completely different and everyone's stories about how they got to where they are. With that being said, Sam, let's talk about how we almost died. (laughs) Oh my god. I mean, should we go in order about like the events? Because technically, like Vanessa, I don't know, our lives are really ironic. It literally, like everything came crashing down on me first, and then the following year, it was Vanessa. That's true. And so, like around, almost around the same time. We missed it by a little bit, like a few months. Uh, It was September, mine was October. Yeah, but it was like a year later. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, the same oh, time. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. But we also want to add that um, th- we, like, make jokes and stuff. So This is true. And it's not to make light of the situation because of what's happening. Like, well, I think what, it is kind of. Like, well, kind of, but at the same time, like, at the end of the day, what happened, like, we went through it. So I feel like that's why we make jokes. Right. To kind of, it's also a coping mechanism. Yeah. Um, Vanessa taught me that through humor. I will be able to survive. Yeah. So, or I think for me, at least, like, everyone, like, I'll make jokes about what I've been through, and, like, people are sometimes like, oh, my God, because I think it's, like, the first time that they have heard yeah. of it, so, like, they don't really know how to react to it, whereas, like, me, like, I've been through it, like, I almost died, like, I've learned how to get through it, or, like, I've gone through it, you know, so, to me now, like, I feel like I can laugh about it, or, like, at least make jokes, because, it's no longer still, like, you know, mm-hmm. new, fresh, I would say. Yeah. Well, so. kind of. Just like I mean, yeah. It. yeah. But, no, I know true. what you mean. So, I guess with that being said, we're going to dive into kind of what happened to us and what's going on. So, Sam, do you want to set the scene? Since Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to. So, in 2018, I was a junior at Roosevelt. You know, I was living my best life. I was doing decent you know academically and I was the most involved right like at that point Mm -hmm, in time we were the most involved that we had been in um that made no sense the most involved we had been Mm -hmm, at our time at Roosevelt and so it It was was, your fall semester right it was my fall semester and one day so in October you know fall festivities Mm -hmm you know, fun things. So my family it was a Monday. And I, it was well, the day before <laughs> was a Sunday. <laughs> no kidding. And so <laughs> um my family and I decided we were gonna go to a pumpkin patch and it was actually because I went to go see our friend and speed member Maria Sanchez in Woodstock that day. So we went to a pumpkin patch in Narnia because it's so far away from my house. And we were, you know, living our best lives, taking pictures and stuff. And then we had come back 
and, you know, doing our normal things. I was getting ready for bed. I was finishing up some homework. Um, Vanessa actually had texted me saying that she was around the area because why? Why were you there? Because um, for my sorority, we do our chapter meetings on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had... Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I don't know what the hell you're talking about Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I know your story better than you do. <laughs> what the hell did you just say? So I've realized that this did occur on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I love when I know your story better than you Wait, do. why did I go to the pumpkin patch on a Monday? Do, I don't did know. Did we have school that? I don't know what happened. I don't know what events We did out. have school because I went to. Then why did I go to a pumpkin patch? Sam, I cannot figure out your life. Did I not you. go to the pumpkin patch? I don't know what you went to. No, I did Maria, <laughs> <laughs> when did I go? <laughs> well, regard. okay, well, whatever. I love when we block out trauma. It's a way of coping. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know when I went, but I know it was around that time. And regardless, whatever, so I got home, I was doing my nightly routine, and I got a text from Vanessa saying, like, oh, hey, I'm around the area because, as she said, she had something for her sorority, like those meetings and mm-hmm. stuff. So. And then I dropped off one of my sorority sisters, mm-hmm. and she lives a couple blocks from Sam. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me go visit her. Yeah, and so after Vanessa came to visit me and we said bye to each other, um, Vanessa cinched my house. <laughs> Why would you say that? That's so bad. I didn't. I, I just came to say hi to you. It's been a running joke for you a know while. everyone. Okay, so I literally was there a couple hours before her house burned. Oh, let me let's do oh, a little yeah. disclaimer because. Well, not even disclaimer. We just kind of came out and said it. But yeah, pretty much after Vanessa left, I went to bed and, or I was starting to go to bed at least, and I started smelling something weird. It smelled like something was burning, but at that time it was cold and my house didn't have, um, what is it, central air, heat and air at the time. And so we would use plug-in heaters. And so I had one in my room and I had, I thought I had plugged it in. So I was like, oh, maybe it's that. And I went to go turn it off to realize that it wasn't even plugged in. And I said, very interesting. What the hell? Like, what is that? And so I opened my door to be hit by a thick cloud of smoke, like thick, three C's. Thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. Thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. And I said, oh, like, I couldn't see anything. And, like, the smell was so potent that, like, immediately it started, like, burning my lungs. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And so my first instinct was to wake up my parents because they were knocked. Like, they were completely asleep. They were, you know, getting ready for work the next day. They were getting and them so sleep. They were, yeah, their beauty sleep. And so mm-hmm. I was pounding on the door. I was screaming. I was like, oh, we ain't going to be in no fire. Not today. Immediately, my parents shot up because they were like, what the hell is this girl talking about? And so <laughs> they, like, got up. And my mom was like, oh, my God. And so the fire was starting in our back room. So the way my house is laid out, the back end of my house, there's, like, sort of a bedroom, but we would use it as a computer room. A computer room. Uh-huh. And that computer room was right next to our kitchen. That room is what was catching on fire. And so my mom went to go, like, analyze and scope it out. And she goes, oh, like, it's not that bad. Like, it's kind of small. And I was like, okay. I was like, should I call 911? And she was like, you know what? Just to make sure, like, call 911, see what's going on. Just tell them, like, it's a small fire. And I was like, all right, I got you. No worries. We were all calm at this point. So my mom goes to go get a bucket of water to go throw it on the fire. And um, by the time my mom was done filling up the bucket, 
um, our whole kitchen was in flames. And so this is me on the phone calling. I was like, hey, like, <laughs> we have a small fire. <laughs> At this point, it's like 50% of my house is gone. And so I'm like, interesting. It's a little bit bigger than we anticipated. <laughs> So my mom drops the bucket and we're trying to like flee getting out of the house because like obviously we didn't want to die. There was so much going on. And so but obviously like in the moment, like you don't know what you have. Like my parents have their phones in the house. I obviously my phone. I'm a millennial. So I guess my phone was always attached (laughs) to my freaking hand. So thankfully I was the one who called the police and the ambulance and whatnot. Um, And yeah, we just ran. And it was just this surreal moment where you're standing outside of your house this house that you've had that you've grown up in that you've you know is your safety your comfort and like in a couple minutes it's gone like you're watching it disintegrate in front of your eyes and so yeah that's pretty much what happened to me and my family um and it it was a really big challenge like it's it's something that's I wouldn't say I've heard a lot of people say that their houses have burnt down. It's something <laughs> not that, something common. <laughs> not, not something that happens typically every day. Um, <laughs> it's just really crazy to think about that. Uh, my family and I are not very lucky. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. But I would say that it's just a very uncommon scenario that happened to us that is just still very odd to process. And you know what else? I don't know if what I else? told you. There was a police report saying that earlier or like later on that night I guess so my house was burning at around 12 Mm a.m. and at 3 a.m. there was another house that's actually on the same street but more like a couple blocks more north I guess you can say where's north girl I don't don't know know. I don't know (laughs) no this is geography part two I mean where Christopher Columbus where you at (laughs) anyway um even though we don't celebrate Christopher Columbus Day Mm-hmm. Okay, where? that's right. Yeah, but where he at? Cause I really, where am I going? <laughs> Where's the compass? Um, but as I was saying, yeah, there was a house that also burnt down that same night a couple hours later. But the pe- was it the same way? Huh? Is it like electrical? An electrical fire? Too? I don't know. Oh. Oh yeah. To clarify as well, my fire started due to the like electrical wiring. It's they actually- had a turtle. <gasps> Vanessa, see, she makes jokes. I did. I just. It wasn't even a joke. She I was. I was. I like spitting out facts. I don't know. No, it's because yeah. So the it, light and the turtle. Yeah. So to get more into the specifics from what we think had happened, um, or according to the fire marshal, I guess. So he do be knowing things. They do. Be, yeah, you're not wrong. So, mm-hmm. um, upon investigation, <laughs> we had, we had a tortoise breast. Oh, it's not a turtle. It was a tortoise. No, he was big. Oh. He can't swim, right? <laughs> you know, Sam and I, uh, our friendship, we can like, you know? Yeah. yeah. We can like joke about, I don't know, like it sounds bad and it like sounds real bad, but like, I don't know, like uh, we're just, you we, know, I, I don't, don't even know how to explain, explain it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're going to. <laughs> yeah anyways <laughs> so yeah i had a tortoise and obviously he needed like a heat lamp to survive oh my god this is so horrible so that lamp that he had obviously was like electrical plugged into the, the outlet of our wall and something happened where the fire was actually starting within our walls and it trickled down into the outlet and that outlet was you know being used it was connected and so that went through the cord it made the lamp explode it went, you know, into my turtle's 
um, habitat. He was living in hay. So yeah, that did happen. That did happen. So no, when you I can imagine what happened. Not swim. I didn't mean that. You know how like sometimes people throw in turtles or they think they're turtles into the water and like it's not a it's not they can't swim because they're what are they called? Tur- I can't even say tortoise. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. So no, they are. So, but yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Um, yeah, we made it out, but it was really hard because, you know, going to school, um, that was kind of the last thing on my mind at the moment because I barely had, you know, um, well, a sock. Fire. Yeah, so let alone did I have a pencil. So academics-wise, you know, everything from my laptop to my textbooks to my pens, pencils, like the simplest things were gone. Like I had nothing. Um and so, like, I had school the next day, and I could not attend because I didn't even have, like, a backpack. I didn't even have clothes. So That's true. <laughs> there was no way, like, toiletries, none of that. I pulled in with a bag of clothes, and I yeah, said, Yeah, shout you out go. to Vanessa. And everyone They're else. They were all big on her. <laughs> but, oh, my God. No, but, you know, I, like, I needed stuff. Yeah. And, like, true. a lot of my friends pulled through and were donating or buying me clothes. And I started to GoFundMe for myself and my family so we could try and, like, get our lives back to normal as much as we could but you know in such a hard time we had to go live with my grandparents and it was me and my two parents crammed into this one tiny room uh for a little over a year Mm -hmm. a little over a year and you know it was really hard on me academically because i'm an only child i've lived my whole at the time what was it 19 years of life you know just me in my room and on occasion with my parents like interacting in the living room and the dining room but we had a relatively quiet house and so i went from living with my grandparents which i'm so grateful that they took us in but that whole aspect of you know being able to find peace and quiet for myself or finding time to study was really difficult when it was always loud and i had people around me and also you're being like taken away from your your like environment that you're used to so Mm -hmm. that took a a really big drain on me well there's like a lot of trauma at one time hitting you yeah not to mention that like there was so much leading up to that whole point in time for me like 2019 was such a horrible year horror or was it 2018 like both (laughs) yeah oh yeah you yeah 2018 2019 2020 you know it's not dang it's just been three years in a row (laughs) But yeah, so prior to that, in that uh, that summer in June, my dad had actually gotten into a really bad car accident. Like, so bad. So, so bad. And um, thankfully, like, he made it out. He was fine. You know, he had a little bit of a bump on his head. But, <laughs> you know, he was pretty much good for the most part. Which, you know, for people who arrived at the scene, first responders, they were like, wow. Not to be morbid, but they were like, it's pretty impeccable that, like, you survived this crash. And so coming into the hospital, I was a mess. I didn't know, like, what was going on with my dad and stuff. But, yeah, that's there was that that happened, and my house burned down. And then literally, like, a couple weeks after, my dad and I both got so, so sick. Like, so sick that we ended up in the hospital. My dad was there for a couple days. I, I was there for a day, maybe. But, yeah, we just, like, could not catch a break. And everything was happening so close together. It just really felt like the odds were against me. And mm-hmm. so... Yeah. That's me. That's that's my journey. That was 2018. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 2019, we were like, new year, new beginnings. Things were going fine. You know, spring semester was relatively rel. 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 <laughs> it was well. I love when things are rel. <laughs> yeah. 
And then the fall came. The summer? What happened in the summer? The summer we were doing well. It's oh, well. yeah. You know, we did we orientation. We got to stay on campus. But for like two that. weeks. Yeah, like yeah. Weeks, okay. yeah, for, yeah. Sometime like that. Mm-hmm. For whatever amount of time, you know, it was me. It was a great time. Vanessa and Maria, we were living our best lives. Mm-hmm. And then fall semester comes around. Fall semester. Fall 2019. Mm. Ah, it's always in the fall. Yeah. Except the semester. Anyways, but, um, yeah. So then, fall 2019, um, I started my junior year of college. And literally, so the first week went by, um, and, you know, like, we were busy with school. The second week went by, um, and, like, classes had started, and then the beginning of the third week, literally the Monday of the third week, um, I was diagnosed with leukemia, and it was a little bit rough, I would say, um, but, like, the week prior, I had really bad headaches, um, like, starting, like, the, like, the Wednesday before I went into the hospital, um, so I just had headaches, like, I would go up the stairs, and I was like, maybe a girl's a little bit dehydrated, I was like, I don't know, and I was like, like, this is hap- this has happened before, like, I didn't really think much of it, I was like, whatever, and then, like, it was just persistent, like, my headache, like, every time I would get up to walk, like, I would be sitting down, and I'd be, like, completely fine, but, like, the second I got up, or, like, just walked a little bit, I would be, like, hurting in my head, mm-hmm. um, and then, so everyone kept telling me, like, oh, you should get that checked, you should get that checked. And I was like, let's relax. Like, I'm doing fine. Because, you know, um, we be worrying. Um, worrying. <laughs> we be worrying about um, <laughs> doctor appointments. And we're like, nah, like, we don't need to go. Like, I got so many other things on my mind. Like, I have so many other things to do. I was like, it's fine. Like, I'm, I'm fine. Like, it's just a headache. Um, and then I developed some bruises in my legs. And I was like, hmm, very interesting. So that Monday... Um, September 9th, I decided to go into the hospital. Did you decide or did your mom? Well, I decided because I had, okay, like my mom, I had told her, I'm like, girl, my head hurting. And she was like, "Mm, you should go to check that out. And I was like, ah, like, I I don't really have time. Because, like, I was so involved with school that I really didn't have time to do a lot of things. Because, like, for my sorority, we had recruitment um, for, like, all these other clubs. Like, they were just starting up. Like, the involvement fair the whole first week of school. Like, we're supposed to be doing events to, like, welcome new students. So, like, the, the first... Like, this happened, like, literally at the beginning of the third week of school. So, I was only in school for, like, two weeks. So, I had so many things to do. And, like, it was just rough out here. So, I didn't really have time. And... Um, so like I had told my mom and I already had a little slip from my doctor to go get blood work done because I hadn't gotten blood work done in a while. So maybe like two years, I don't know. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to go get blood work done. And like, if anything comes out bad, like, I guess they'll just call me. So my mom was like, no, like we're already here. Like you should just go to the ER. And I was like, the first thing I said to her when she told me that was, girl, it's not like I'm dying. Like what the, what the hell do I need to go (laughs) into the ER for so, basically, fast forward, they did all these, like, tests and stuff. They took out blood, which was a little bit rough because they could not find my veins. Um, oh, that's the worst. Yeah. And, like, you know, I didn't, I've never been to the ER before. So, like, you know, they didn't just let me go. Like, they put me in a room. So, I, I think that's when I was like, oh, <laughs> interesting. Mm-hmm. Because... So they put me in a room, and then, like, the doctor came in, and he was he was looking a little bit rough. And I said, 
Are you tired? Like, what? <laughs> in my head, I was like, what? what's going on with him? Mm-hmm. And um, then he's like, like, at this time, I was like, oh, well, maybe something is wrong. And I was like, but, like, what can it be? You know, like, maybe it's nothing. And I was like, well, he put me in this room, so maybe it is something. And, I, like, I just didn't really think about it. I was like, maybe it's, like, nothing bad. But he's then he goes, so this is something a little bit more serious. And I was like, oh, <laughs> a little bit more serious oh like ooh, okay so then he was like um yeah we think you have leukemia and i was like <laughs> like my jaw dropped i mean you i like dropped my jaw right now but you guys cannot see that <laughs> um but <clears throat> so like my my jaw just like dropped and i was like oh, like no way like at that point you know how like sometimes people will be explaining like when they go through traumatic things like they feel like like they can't hear anything yeah um and yeah so like that's kind of like what happens to me right yeah but like i just felt like this warm feeling go all throughout my body and like i was looking at him and like i was hearing what he was saying like i was listening to what he was saying but like i didn't like no tears fell like nothing fell but like Mm -hmm. the second Mm -hmm. he left his room like the room well before this too um my mom was like my mom was in the room with me, so she was like, like, how sure are you of this? And he was like, we're, like, 90% sure. And I said, oh. And so, like, I think that's when it hit me. So he's like, we're going to get you um, admitted into the hospital as, like, an outpatient, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he was just telling me, like, the next steps. But I literally could not remember. I I cannot remember what the hell he said to me. But um, the second he left the room, like, I looked at my mom, and, like, the like the first thing I said to her was like, I don't want to die. And, but like I said it, obviously crying. But you know, your girl's good now. A little bit. She's a little bit in trauma still. But, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I was like, I just it was like a whole process. Like my mom, you know, like obviously like hearing that your child has cancer at like the age of twenty. Like what? Like what the hell is that? You know. So like, it was just rough. Like um, I got admitted into the hospital basically. But like before I got admitted, like nurses were coming in and there was this nurse who she had cancer or like I don't know what type of cancer she had um but she's like look listen like you know you're gonna experience a lot of things like it's gonna be fine like you're gonna be good like look I'm good like I'm here now like I'm doing fine Mm. like this and that and she's like like you're gonna overcome it but like I don't think I don't think that really helped me because like everything was so fresh and like she was telling me like everything that she went through and I was like oh shit like I'm going to go through all this. Like, she was talking about, like, losing your hair. And, like, me, I feel like my hair is the best part of me. (laughs) So I'm always, like, my hair. But, yeah. yeah. So then she was just saying, like, your nails are going to change color. Like, they're going to be black. Like, your skin's going to change colors. Um, And she was just saying, like, all these things. And I was, like, dude, what the hell? Like, I literally went from being fine like fine like perfectly fine like a week ago like how is this happening now you know like i hadn't felt any symptoms like i was like what do you mean like my hair's in the fall? like i was just like you know that sounds like so bad like out of all the things that i'm going through like i was worried about my hair but like no but i think it's valid like yeah it's a piece of your identity <laughs> really big one i would say but um but yeah so i don't know i was just like shit and then basically like after that they started my treatment right away literally like the night I was admitted into the hospital, they started, or no, that's a lie. Um, the night I was admitted, they were just like monitoring me. And then the next day they did like a bone marrow biopsy. If you don't know what that is, they basically stick like a huge ass needle inside your back. Um, and they like take out a piece of your bone and like, you know, just, yeah. Um, so 
they do testing to see like what um like how bad it is and like at the time um like the leukemia like the cells had spread to like 80 percent of my body and so they were like oh shit like girl we need to start this now but like thankfully the type i had you know this is the type i had is uh it's called acute promyelocytic leukemia and the doctors they kept saying like oh out of all the cancers to get this is the best one and I was like, this doesn't really help me. Like, what do you mean? Like, no cancer is like, like, why would you say that to me? No cancer is better cancer. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, like, you know, they're telling you, oh, like, it's fine. Like, this is the best one to get. But like, at the end of the day, like, you have cancer. Like, cancer doesn't stop being cancer. Like, you still, mm-hmm. like, you're still going through it. So then um, they were just. Like, they started the treatment the next day, like, once they found out, like, what was going on, like, how much of it was in my body, um, and so, like, they started treatment, they started me on arsenic trioxide, so, basically, they're killing me, um, but, yeah, like, for real, though, because, like, what it's supposed to do is kill, like, all the cells in your body, like, good or bad, um, because then that's how, like, it's supposed to, like, restart new ones, I guess, or whatever, like, either making new ones so like my hair they told me they're like oh your hair is not gonna fall out but like a lot of my hair did fall out um but it wasn't like all of it and like i did see a lot of changes um in my body and i gained a lot of weight because my face dude like you can see it a lot in my face because of all the like just basically all the infusions i was getting like i was getting blood infusions because my blood was so low like i was getting platelet transfusions because my my blood wasn't like um, developing um, like like blockages, I guess. Like you kind of need it, because if not, like you're just gonna bleed out. Um, so my body wasn't developing that, and yeah, so it was like rough. Like they told me, like if you would have waited like a week more, like you would have been dead. And I was like, <laughs> great, we love when that happens. I was like, wow, I was almost died. Um, but yeah, and so like I think like it was wild because I was in the hospital 45 days, and then still after like i was off two weeks but i had like a little surgery um so they can insert like a port in my chest so that then they can give me like my infusions and i was still taking pills too so it has continued like my last treatment is in may may 15th actually of this year Woo! i'm so we excited in, you know but um but yeah like it's just been like monthly infusions monday through friday like 7 a.m to like maybe 12 sometimes 1 30 um and it's just like it takes up a lot and so like obviously with school like literally the second day i was diagnosed i was messaging um my professors and i was like let me know like i don't well i was like i don't know what's gonna go on like i don't Mm -hmm. like i just found this out so i was just like let me know um what's gonna happen and i was telling them too like oh like I don't know like how we can move forward like once i knew i was like all right or like kind of all right um and like the treatment was going fine which was like a month later um <laughs> i was behind on schoolwork like a yeah. month and then like still then i still had a lot of side effects or like not a lot but like there was some side effects so i like had to like i, I don't know i had to catch up on like a month work of work <laughs> Uh, worth. Well, oh yeah, <laughs> a month's worth of work. Oh my god, <laughs> a month's worth of work, and then um, 
yeah, like there were profess there were two professors that did not want to work with me, and I was like, great. Um, one of them literally told me that um that she well I reached out to her and let her know how I could continue the class, and she was like, oh um I'm sorry to hear like she was like blah 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 you know all this gibberish, and then she was telling me basically that she didn't think um the class would be a good fit and. She basically gave me no other option but to drop the class, and she offered me a class she was taking, um, or she was teaching online. But like, keep in mind, like it was already like a month later, um, so I was already, I would be behind a month. I had to purchase a new book, and like I ended up doing it anyways, um, because I'm baby, um, yes. and I was like, whatever, like I'm, I'm do this. So she didn't. It's like she kind of worked with me, but in reality, she just like made things a little bit harder. Um, and then I had another professor who didn't like I emailed him and he didn't even email me back. So he wasn't teaching the course online. So I had no other option but to drop the course. So then that resulted in like the end of my semester. I got a W, which means I withdrew from a course. And let's keep in mind, I finished my semester off with straight A's straight A's while I w went through a whole freaking diagnosis like I was getting my chemo like you know so infusion much. and pill like so much like I had just gone through like I, I just went through so much like I dead ass almost died and I was like mm -hmm. wow like you know and I finished with A's like and I was still like uh, a full-time student and I didn't get on the Dean's list because I got a W and like I fought it and I still didn't win but you know at least they changed the policies um for the future even though nothing was done for me so you must really be mad mad but I mean it's fine um <laughs> we live we laugh a little after we're mad and, and we, we learn, learn. <laughs> that, is that how the saying goes I don't care we live, I don't know but it's how Vanessa's been saying it so we live we laugh we learn uh-huh and yeah so it was just hard like a lot of my prof like a lot of people were understanding and like some people did reach out um and i think like that was the most people have ever expressed that they love me because they almost died so yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of interesting you know everyone is obviously there for you in the beginning and i don't know if it's just because people are nosy or like people want you to know that you're good i mean like i assume it's both um but <laughs> like then towards the middle of my treatment like people just stopped showing up like people stopped asking me how I was like it was just like oh okay like in the beginning like oh I, like basically them just reaching out once or like saying one thing to me like that was enough as if I wasn't in like the hospital for like a month and a half um sometimes not saying anything at all yeah true a lot of people a lot of people ghosted me and I'll name them a lot of people will be scared and I'll name them <laughs> let me find out uh, or like some people because throughout school like Vanessa and I are obviously very close so some people would like try to talk to her through me like I'll oh, tell Vanessa this tell, and I'd be like well you have to where you her. at like, you tell her like you tell her it's what? more meaningful if it comes from you than it is gonna be from me right and like I don't I, to this day I do not understand why so many people didn't reach out and like why so many people ghosted me like so many people stopped talking to me after my diagnosis and like people would say like and then I would see them at school and like they would act like nothing happened and I was like dude what do you mean and like they'd be like oh like how are you doing and I was like, like dude I was like what do you yeah like I was just like what do you mean like and it wasn't just that too like I you know like Sam and I were like really involved on campus and like a lot of people that we w work with or like 
faculty and staff like were like really really close with like they did reach out but a lot of people that i would have expected to reach out to like they didn't reach out and like a lot of people were saying like oh like it's a coping mechanism like some people don't know how to handle it but are they going through this like are they going through a chronic illness period no i don't think so i am like i almost died and you're over here telling me you can't even send a freaking email or like a text to tell me like they're thinking about me like i was like you're kidding me so i was just so mad because i was like what like so many people dropped me and now like that i'm doing better or like now that i'm while well, i'm like in remission but like now that i'm almost done with my treatment like now they want to come back and like say oh my god like yeah like you're so strong like this and that like what get out of here like you were yeah. not helping me like why are you gonna be there when i'm celebrating my wins but you weren't there w with me when i was like going through my losses so period period she she going off she, she yes. <laughs> go off sis go off um with my situation, my house had burned. I did not have anything. And so, you know, it's really hard when people ask you, like, because in my situation, I had a lot of people that I didn't even know reaching out to me, asking me, like, oh, how can I help you? What do you need? But, like, y you don't even realize what you need when you don't have it. Um, so that was a little bit difficult. But also, like, as Vanessa said, I was heavily involved at that point. Like, I was at my peak of being the most involved I had ever been in. And I feel like, you know, we go to a very small school, so it spread fast that I was the girl whose house burned down. Um, <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> little things, like Vanessa said, like an email or just reaching out, um, they actually made a student emergency fund on my behalf that I never received. I wouldn't say it's necessarily on my behalf, but just in case, like, students, you know, go through emergencies. And that aspect, because, you know, for a while I had nowhere to live, well, I had my grandparents' house, but in an instance where I didn't have anywhere to live, like, what would I have done, you know? So I'm gracious that they now have that implemented into their system to help students because that's something that I could have used heavily and I did not receive that help. And it's interesting because, like, I did apply to it now and, like, I yeah. got some help. And You're like, welcome. Mm -hmm, yeah, and I think <laughs> that's in situations where like you can be grateful that these things happen, but at the same time, like it's like okay, like it was developed or like it was changed, like something was made because of a situation that I went because through. Because of my tragedy. Yeah, <laughs> but like now you're not helping me, and I yeah. think like, and maybe that's yeah. selfish. I don't know, but like I'm genuinely glad, and it's kind of ironic that this fund was made and my literal best friend got to use it because that next year like she was struck with tragedy like i'm so glad that she had that resource um but it was not there when you needed it yeah and i think like i don't hold anything against it now it was more in the moment because while everything was going on i heard maybe like a couple weeks later that that was trying to be put into place and so it kind of i turned around and i was like wow you know this is something that could have been extremely beneficial to me and my mm -hmm. family um, I mean, granted, like, you know, we, we can only do so much we have to move forward, but, um, yeah, it's just something that's pretty ironic and very interesting. Right. In terms of support. <clears throat> and I think, like, yeah, like, just support. I think, like, people being there is one of the biggest things. Like, I don't think, I, well, also, I think, like, my type of personality, personality, who's Natalie? <laughs> <laughs> but I think my type of personality is, like, the type where regardless of like what happens i feel i always feel like i have something to prove so like 
people kept telling me to take the semester off yeah. to like not go to school like to relax do my own thing like focus yeah. on my treatment and i was like shut up don't tell me what to do and i and like <laughs> it wasn't just necessarily like that but i was just like no like i'm gonna finish school and i'm gonna finish my treatment like it's just what i have to do like mm -hmm. time off it where i don't got time for no time off i was like i don't like i was just like time off is not in my timeline i was like i cannot and so i was just like and i just felt i don't know and i think like school like it sounds it's crazy because like you would think like oh school would be one of the last things that you think about but i think school was like one of the things that helped me the most because i was so focused on something else that i didn't have like you know my treatment like obviously I, I was thinking about it i was going through it i was in the hospital mm -hmm. like for so long in a little freaking shoebox and yeah. um and, but like i think like focusing on school and like my education really helped me because i wasn't so focused on like what was going on around me and like it was keeping me a little bit sane so a little bit shout out to roosevelt but you know mm -hmm. and i think that's really interesting too because in that aspect vanessa and i have very different experiences because for me school was like the needle on top of the haystack that was about to push me over the edge um because i was so stressed out about assignments and communicating about what was going on and simply finding resources to complete the things that i had to do it took me so long to try and find the means to afford or purchase another laptop or to repurchase my books and everything like that and so trying to fight and going through that it made me lose a lot of my motivation to be a student um, just because I felt like I was doing everything by myself. And so, you know, when people are asking you, like, what do you need? The first thing that, you know, my family and I would say or, you know, as far as donations would be, like, clothes. Like, things like that to help us get back on our feet. But as far as school, like, I have always tried to have that under control by myself. And I think that's something that, you know, maybe is a character flaw. Maybe I could have reached <laughs> out and said, like, hey, I need a textbook. Like, can you help? Um, but, yeah, school for me, if someone offered me, you know, or told me that I could take the semester off, your girl, I would have signed. I would have said, where do I sign? Because <laughs> I, I could not. And I think maybe that is something that I actually needed. Um, because after that point on, me as, like, how I am as a scholar has never been the same. Um, I have always found myself in some obstacles, which is really, like, it saddens me because at one point, like, school, and st I think I've gotten better at making it, like, my main priority, but I've learned to put more of, like, my family's problems and everything before, which I guess, like, is good in a sense, but, you know, as school kept Vanessa sane, I think at one point it also kept my sanity, and now it's something that maybe not so much now but during that time period it's something that was driving me insane um and so mm -hmm. i lost that passion and that drive for what i wanted to do and you know me going to college is something that i chose it's not something that someone forced upon me so i wanted to find that that drive to be you know in school again and i'm slowly i'm coming back you know super mm -hmm. senior i have some time i'm <laughs> we're growing but it's just it's really really interesting to hear that because you know experiences as we mentioned in the beginning differ a lot mm -hmm. in like coping mechanisms and stuff like that so that's true but i think overall like one of the biggest things is like having a support system mm -hmm. so like through this time like i know <laughs> i counted on sam a lot because every day she would like text me she'd be like how are you doing what are you i was today? worried i was so, so worried. worried okay so when i found out i will never forget <laughs> september 9th like that was just the point in time 
we're like i my my world's a little bit crashing down mm. so because obviously like like we do everything together we, vanessa's literally like my other half mm -hmm. like we share one brain cell yeah we share one brain cell she's if you like, were here last week you know yeah so for all the og <laughs> listeners shout out to you but like i've considered this girl family and so when you find out that someone you care about so much is hurting like all you want to do this is also a problem of mine is i'm a really big fixer so i mm -hmm. i want to like go in and fix and take it away but she wanted to like hit the doctors and tell them to hurry yeah, the hell up i wanted to tell them like <laughs> get her out of there what are you doing she's suffering i'm suffering because mm -hmm. oh god at that point in time even until well until quarantine you know six feet apart but mm, you know vanessa true. and i have been together every single day for almost two years going on three well quarantine kind of messed that up yeah, but that's true. you know but like we facetime like every day like yeah. and it's just and like kind of similar to sam's situation like i was there like a couple hours before like an hour before literally an hour before well, my house and yeah like it was like 11 right or something like that yeah, like, like 11, 10 10 40 something like that and i went home and we talked a little bit and like i fell asleep yeah and i woke up to like messages from our friends and they were like saying like sam's house burnt and i was like where the hell is sam and like no one was replying to me and i think like uh, my first instinct was like this girl is freaking dead like you're <laughs> kidding me and yeah. like my family was in mexico at the time like i was home alone or actually my brother was there but like it's basically like i'm home alone <laughs> but um i like i thought she was dead low-key and i yeah. was like you're freaking kidding me mm -hmm. and i i called my mom all the way in mexico i was like i think sam's dead like blah blah, blah. <laughs> like they're telling me her house burned down and then like i just like looked on her social media because then i was texting her she wasn't replying i was texting her friends they were replying so i was like oh, like what's going on what's going on so then mm -hmm. i saw sam's story and i saw like she made an instagram i mean a snapchat story saying like basically her house had burned down and um so then that was when I realized, okay, she's not dead, but where the hell is she? So I was, like, still worried, and, like, keep in mind, like, I know, this is, and, like, I know her so well, and, like, she was keeping in, like, a lot of things because she didn't, like, she was so grateful for, like, all the help that people were giving her, but, like, she was still sad because, obviously, you know, like, <laughs> it's traumatizing, um, and, yeah. like, I think what we both did was, like, we hit it low-key because we didn't want to feel bad like we had a lot of people around us that you know like like her and yeah supporting and stuff and i obviously and i think this is also something similar that vanessa and i can both like attest for is that like for me i felt guilty expressing that i was sad because i i made it out of the fire mm -hmm. and you know like it's really kind of like uh surreal because when i was talking to the fire marshal he had told me if because I had to fill out the incident report because I was the one who was awake and getting everyone out of the house. So he had told me after the investigation, if we, if I had waited five more minutes, we would have died from smoke inhalation. Like, inhalation? Mm, something like um, Because, you know, like, the smoke would have knocked us out. My parents were already asleep, so I wouldn't mm. have been capable of waking them up. And that's something to this day that, like, scares me. And I think this is what's rooted my anxiety really bad because... You know, like I said before, I'm a fixer, and I really like to protect everyone that I, I love and care about so much. And when things start to get out of your hands, like, you don't know what to do. So going back to what Vanessa was saying, I felt guilty kind of expressing that I was sad or I was upset or I was going through something because at the end of the day, like, I survived. Like, I got my mm -hmm. family out. We're fine. Um, 
And I also feel bad because my parents, you know, they're the ones who provide for me. Like, they couldn't anymore. So, like, that's a sense of feeling, like, you know, ashamed not being able to provide for your kid. But at the same time, like, it's out of their hands. It's something that no one could have ever foreseen. And it's it's kind of like the same with me. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, like, my parents, like, they were watching me literally die. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, I couldn't, like, I felt like I couldn't really express my feelings because, like, the second I would say something, my mom would start crying. So I was like, oh, my yeah. God. So, like, not only did I have to be, like, strong for myself, like, I had to be strong for my family, too. And, like, you know, I, it was just, like, it was rough because, like, I couldn't, you know, like, I'm the one that was going through it. But, like, I just kept everything, like, inside because I felt bad. Like, my parents couldn't do anything. And, like, they were just looking at me. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> great. That's and, like, hard. there's nothing that I could do, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, damn, like, we just have to, like, wait it out. And, like, there's, like, that big fear, like, of the unknown, like, what's going to happen, like, you know, like, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's rough. It's, it's rough. rough. Because, you know, every day that Vanessa was in the hospital, I would try to go see her as much as I could. But also, there was a point in time where you got sick, and, like, I was scared yeah. to go. Because, you know, her, she was, you know, she's still immunocompromised. I and am. so, so <laughs> coronavirus better stay away. <laughs> coronavirus! But, you know, I was scared that, you know, any germs that I carried, I could um, bring in, you know. Obviously, they also said, if you're sick, stay outside. Mm-hmm. And so, I thought, sure. although sometimes Vanessa would be like, well, you haven't visited me. You, you hate me. You forgot about me. <laughs> so, you know, that played a lot on me psychologically. But anyways, I was, I wanted to see my friends. I was trapped in a shoebox. Girl, shoe, yeah. That's something else that's ironic, is Vanessa and I were both trapped in shoeboxes. Yeah. Aw, you know, us. Oh, coronavirus got nothing on us. Coronavirus! But yeah, and I think, like, so when we posted the, the little question thing on Instagram, a lot of people, maybe not a lot, um, but like, <laughs> people were also, like, they, you know, like, they've gone through a lot of struggles, and like, yeah. they've gone through things, obviously, and, you know, like, just like us, like, there's a lot of things, like, that you wouldn't even think of, like, when the heck did we think that our ho- well, Sam's house was gonna burn and that I was g- gonna get cancer? Like, yeah, you like, know, never in school, a million years. You know? like, like, it's not, I mean, like, it's something no one can prepare you for, obviously, but like, you n- also never think it's gonna happen to you. So, like, you know, there's so many yeah. struggles, like, obstacles, like, limitations that students go through that interfere with their, like, college career like their academics like you know simply just being a student and like sometimes like people don't even know about it because you know they're not as severe or like not as big i would say like as you know cancer like your house being burnt like but at the end of the day like a struggle yeah and like just because i mean like with me people like now people can't tell that you know like i'm still going through treatment and like people will tell me like oh like but you're fine and I'm like, no, I'm not really fine. I got a lot of probably mental issues. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on up there. She got her own, like, you know, it's separate. Um, but, like, I don't know. Like, there's still so many things. Like, Sam, like, a year later, like, she was still living with her grandparents, you know. Mm-hmm. Just because her house burned, like, a year ago doesn't mean that, you know, she's not still dealing with stuff, you know. And, like, yeah. I think that's one of the biggest problems. Like, we don't know what people are going through. And, like, especially d- during your college years, like, sometimes like you're alone like you're uh not with your parents or like even if you are with your parents like that means you have a lot more things to do like Mm -hmm. you know like no one really knows what people are going through and like that's just crazy and like a lot of people were 
like making comments, you know, and um, on the poll that I asked on Instagram. But I think at the end of the day, it's really important just to recap and recognize that, you know, there are so many different struggles, whether it be, you know, academic and employment struggles, whether it be mental health struggles, whether it be, you know, simply your environment, you know, seeming like you're easily accessible when you're not, like you have your own time, you're your own priority. Um, regardless, everyone, no matter what, is going through some sort of struggle. It's inevitable. It's life. Mm-hmm. Um but it's in our power to you know i always say it's up to me to choose the end of my story mm-hmm. so like with my house burning like yeah it was something that was horrible but at the end of the day like i knew i was going to get through it with my family and i knew that it was something that i had to keep pushing forward with because you know there's no sense in going back when you know there's more to look ahead to such mm-hmm. as like school and you know i had just gotten a new job that i currently still have um, but it's really important, you know, to celebrate the little wins in order to account for the big ones, you know, the big successors. So, um, I, that, like, I don't know, I think, <laughs> and like with everyone's situation, it's different because like with me, I mean, like I was celebrating the wins. Like I was like, my blood count, my blood count. Oh my God. <laughs> my blood count went up. I said, oh my God. Yeah, that's a little yes. win. That's a big win. Low key. Right. But at the same time, I, I went through like an episode where I was like, I don't care about anything. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do whatever I want. She did go through that. And, and like, yeah. it was rough because, like... That is not her personality. Yeah. Uh, like, I... Like, things like risks and stuff, like, I'd be like, well, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter anyways. Risks? What do you mean? Risks? What did like, I say? taking risks? Risk. You're, you were really risky. Risque. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was... Uh, but, yeah. I just... I, like, I didn't really care, like, people would tell me, like, oh, like, maybe you, like, you should relax, like, you know, like, obviously, like, right now you're going through stuff, and I was like, no, like, I don't care, like, it's whatever, like, it happens, like, life's gonna continue, like, you're gonna die one day, and I, and I think, like, I was just in that closed mindset for a while. A long time. Yeah. It took a minute. Yeah, because I was just, like, you know, I was like, dude, like, this can happen to anyone, like, your life can end at any time, and I was just, like... I was so mad, too, and I yeah. didn't have anyone to be mad at mm-hmm. that I think that's where, like, I kind of channeled my anger because I was like, well, like, if things are going to happen anyway, so what does it matter, yeah. you know? And and so, like, you know, I don't know, like, I just went through that whole phase. And, like, even now, sometimes I would say, I'm like, well, whatever. Like, but it's not that as bad, bad as it was. Because at one point, I mean, Vanessa and I can do a completely whole new episode just about, like, our support between one another um because at one point you know anyone who knows Vanessa she's this really like exuberant bubbly person and she's so full of life she's big eyed she's so literally she's got some big (laughs) eyes eyes. (laughs) (laughs) no but like she's so eager to start new things and take on new projects and whatnot and then all of a sudden she was hitting me with well what's the point of even like trying so hard in school what's the point of even like what's the point and I was like what do you mean and I remember telling her I was like what do you mean what's the point like you've spent so much time putting into like your studies why why would why what Mm -hmm. and so but obviously like it made sense at the time like when things are crashing down on you you literally have moments where you're like what's the point because I've been there I've Mm -hmm. definitely been there and I think it just like 
something that no i mean like obviously like no one prepares you for this like no one's gonna tell you like there's how no to go books through. on how to go through it <laughs> how to go through cancer um <laughs> and like i don't know it's just like you have to like you go through your own things like you go through your struggles whatever like you know and at the end of the day like you know you know who you can count on if you have people to count on even if it's your nurse dude like i don't even know like i don't know or like a youtuber music like music can play a big part just something it doesn't necessarily have to be a physical person you can confide in mm-hmm. just finding some means of support is really helpful especially you know like yeah. with whatever you're going through and yeah that's true and i think like a lot of people like they forget i don't know and like this is another thing too like no matter how small like a, a small struggle like in comparison for us um i don't know like something like like in comparison to like what we've gone through like i feel like a lot of times people compare what they've gone through yeah, you know but you can't and and it's you can't because oranges. yeah it's different fruit like even if something <laughs> that you might think is small for you it might be like huge to someone else so like whether like time management everyone has their own experiences everyone's going through things and like it's just you can't you can't try to like compare apples to oranges Mm -hmm. you know because what's big to someone might be small to you but what's small to you might be big for someone exactly period period Period. she's been in fast today she's She's yelling through my screen today but no but it's well no it's well spoken Mm -hmm. thank you yeah english is not my first language but no one would have guessed yeah maybe some maybe some yeah they say i do got an accent yeah let us know do i got an accent accent. don't comment down below because you can't do that but you can dm us (laughs) you can dm us us at s-p-e-e-d chicago speed chicago or you can dm us on a per on a a personal on a personal (laughs) level yes that's true underscore b-a-y-a-l-a underscore and at underscore wow we both start with underscores underscore sammy one two three one s-a-m-m-y one two three one because sammy can be spelled a couple different ways that's um what we've been going through and how we've kind of you know have been dealing with it have dealt with it Mm -hmm. because you know as we are now vanessa's a great student i sam's doing great actually this semester you're doing great yeah this semester i have straight a's so Sam, don't lie to the people we both got three d's Ooh, wow scholars dolls. Ooh. But, but yeah. yeah we you know we hope you enjoyed listening to our stories and maybe <laughs> our, got struggles. Some, our struggles got some insight <laughs> maybe because... be a little bit better <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe you know not necessarily feeling better but just to kind of give you an example of you know for anyone who didn't know us or what we've been through you may not have been able to tell on the surface about what's mm-hmm. going on. Um, and that just, you know, really captivates our main point about how right. you don't know someone's inner demons. So, right. you know, just being mindful, be nice to everybody you meet. Unless yes. they're mean to you, then there's some exceptions. Mm-hmm. We went through rough times and here we are. Here we are. Stronger. Strong, independent women, Latinas. Uh, Period. Period. Shout out to everyone. Shout out to y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to tune in on Thursdays at 12 p.m. Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to follow us. Tune in next Thursday at 12 p.m. We're doing a no. little dance, but no one can see. Yeah, through the camera. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so we're still going. You know. 
So we're going to oh. dance it out and say bye now. Bye, haters. Bye, haters. Well, not haters, Lakers. <laughs> bye, Lakers. Bye, friends. Bye, friends. Bye, friends.